Welcome to Just Sayin', a podcast produced by and recorded at Tri-State Worship Center. Now here are your hosts, Allison Gardner and Pastor Terry Wagner. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Just Sayin' podcast. Welcome back. Oh. Ooh, ooh, what ooh, is Mr. Cotter. <laughs> what is this? You've Sorry. never heard the Welcome Back Well, yeah, you probably, song? you're too young. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> We've just turned a podcast into a singing podcast. Oh Everybody. Goodness. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yes. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. That's where you left off. My name is Allison Gardner. I'm here with Pastor Hey. <laughs> Was that in there quick enough for you? Hello, Allison. Pastor Terry Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hello, we, PT. It's so good to see you. It's good to see How you. How was too. spring break? It was. It was good. It was breakable. It was. Bre- yes. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. It, it was, was very. It sounded fun. busy. Sounded it like was. you went a lot. It of was places. very busy, and then you come back, and now it's ready to register for next semester of classes. Yeah. So I kind of feel like back to the real world. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. just not fun. I feel you. We're also here with Ty Ty. Ty Ty. <laughs> <laughs> Only my mother calls me that. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I was hoping that my delay would make up for his intrusion. Oh, yes. Oh. It did. Yeah. Thank you for that. So, it's, I just, it's my bit. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> it's his <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear about Tyler, who he is, what he's done, you can listen to last <laughs> week's episode. Yeah. Everywhere he's Tyler. been. Um, That's true. But yes, our sound magician, Tyler. Today, we are bringing back a guest a first, for the first time. First two-time guest. Second, first, first time. Second time. Yeah. Guest. Wait, yeah. No. I didn't, no. I didn't carry the three. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I'm going to need to see your work, Longhand. Sorry. <laughs> our first second-time guest. Oh, I'll yes. have to do more than wave. You can't see me. No. Oh, <laughs> not yet. We're gonna work. We're working on the video. In the pro, in uh, yeah. He's okay. gonna mime, and I'm gonna interpret. Okay, <laughs> that can that can work. Um, I only know a few words, and they're not really appropriate except for turtle. <laughs> turtle. <laughs> I know turtle. For the for those of you that haven't recognized his voice yet, yes, Eric Wall. Make yeah. him welcome, Waff. everybody. Yes, yeah, so it is Eric Waff. Waff. I, I had changed my name to Waff. Waff. Insert uh, applause. I, had, I hadn't heard that. That's because my my lovely wife doesn't know how to say wall. She can't say it. Um, she calls it wall like. The actual oh, structure. Like, like the things we're surrounded by, which are housing the sponsor for this <laughs> segment. Ramen, ramen noodles. <laughs> ramen, 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 ramen. Chicken flavored. Yes. So I made a joke with her that we were going to change it to WAF because it's spelled like laugh just with a W. Just true. W. That is true. So, yep. I never thought about that. Wanna... That's how my son pronounces laugh. WAF. WAF. He knows your name already. <laughs> he knows my name. Yeah. He's got it. He knows your name. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was a music segment oh, again. Yeah. Was, oh, it happens. <laughs> anyway. Timing. Woo. Eric Waff, everybody. Hey, uh, welcome Eric back, Waff. Eric. Um, we are so happy you're here. Thank we you are. for coming back onto the podcast. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Once again, bottom of the barrel, I think. You're our favorite second time guest. Yes. That Woo. is true. That's true. Yes. That's true. Um, last time you were on... We were talking about family. Is that yes. right? I have it's one true. of those. Yeah, you, yeah. you have one. You yeah. have an interesting one of those. Yes. And we, we talked about it. So if you guys want to go back to season. That was last oh season. My. Season four. four. Season four. Was it really? I think so. Wow. Yep. Season. Or maybe. All about the fam. 
Yeah. Is that, just no, 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 no. Go here. Listen, no. listen here we to go all again. the last one. It was the one before that. Listen to all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just and go back and listen to all of them. And if you'll you get haven't it. listened to all of them, where have you been? Exactly. Where have you been? Where have yeah. you been? Welcome. We're glad yeah. you're here. Hey. <laughs> but where have you been? But where hey. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can go back and listen to that, hear a little bit about Eric's um, family and his insight. But, Eric, for those who either don't know you or haven't listened to that episode, give us. The abri- a brief intro of how, who you are, what you do, what are your interests, how do we know you? Well, my name is Eric Wall. Good. Or WAF. Or WAF. WAF. Um, however you want to say that. Uh, I am a preaching delivery man for a pizza mm, place. Yeah. Solid. <laughs> He delivers a biblical message and a yummy pizza. Yeah, he does. He does. Yes, and sometimes I get in trouble for being gone too long on deliveries <laughs> because I'm talking to people, praying with people. Yeah. But they knew that before they took it. Took me on there as an employee go. that that was going to happen. Yep. They knew. They knew. <clears throat> it was right there on your resume. Right. Yes. Right. Um, but now I'm an I'm an ordained minister that serves here at Tri State Worship Center. Um, father of four crazy children. <laughs> oh boy. Boys. C- all boys, C- yes. All boys. Gonna be all boys. <laughs> they are boys. They are they are yes, they are boys. Yes. Crazy, crazy boys. Mm-hmm. And you're and you're currently in school. Currently right. in school. I finished up in May with a master's in pastoral counseling and ministry. Right. Mm. Right. What about tell us a little bit about your history here at Tri State Worship Center? Oh, it starts back. Ten years goes way back, way way back. Well, I started back like the day I was born. So I mean, <laughs> going back we, ten years, we, is we don't nothing. have time. We don't have time for that. <laughs> no, I've been been serving here for well, it's been about ten years, probably 10, yeah. twelve years. Um, started with the the youth group mm-hmm. under Mark, and now I teach about honestly any grade, any age. Yep. Just whenever Jake says, "Hey." Teach and I help out um, with Tyler in the sound booth. I'm the guy that clicks the slides. He's uh, he's the clicker. Yep, I'm the clicker. And and he's sometimes slide guy. fill in cameraman. Yep. There you go. This is true. Perfect. You spent some time with the middle school ministry, right? Yeah, you, you taught oh, yeah, in there you for did. a while. Taught in the middle school ministry. Um, I've worked with the young adults. Currently teaching. Slightly older adults. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly Wait till older. they hear this. <laughs> They're yes. going to all be saying, is he talking about me? That I'm slightly older <laughs> adult? Mm, took, yes. Took, a, took a, a brief little quarter in the in the pre-K. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That was fun. Man, you are a spiritual man, aren't you? <laughs> I don't that's, have, I don't have why, that gift. That's why he said brief. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was delivered out of there. <laughs> well, what was funny is we were, we were teaching on the, the 10... Plagues of Egypt, and one of the we're like we asked the kids if they knew any of them. One of them was like, "Yeah, I know some." I'm like, "All right, which one is it?" And he goes, "I plague allegiance." <laughs> <to the> f- <laughs> I just said, "Right, exactly. That's the one." Oh my goodness! Them, love chil- it. them childrens, love it. Them they, children's. They're, they're precious. Out of the mouths of babes. Well, yes. the, the funny part is, it's hard to get like the kids to stop talking. And it's hard, sometimes hard to get the, the older older people to, to start talking. True, yeah. we get like that sometimes yeah. in here. Mm, yeah, like the little ch- children, not the not. Yeah, the I was going to say. Right. I, don't, yeah. I don't know if I can't think of very many times we were just sitting here looking, <laughs> looking, at, each looking at each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, no, Eric's here. Eric's here. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. Uh, 
he Eric has served in the church for a long time. He's very well credentialed um, in the ministry, and you have a lot of experience um, just as a Christian in general. So, tell me how long you've been a Christian, and what the story is of you coming to Christ. What does that look like? What does that look like? Well, I can't remember a time I haven't been in church. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people they have the testimony like I've you know fallen on hard times and all this stuff. I've Raised in church, um, used to go to, uh, always, just always been in church. My mom was a Sunday school teacher, one of those kids who, mm-hmm. you know, perfect attendance because your mom's teaching the class. Right. Because mm-hmm. you'd get a whipping if you didn't. Yeah. Whipping <laughs> if you didn't. Um, I remember, you know, being a kid every, every night before bed, mom had this book of Bible stories that she would, she would read to us. She would pray with us. So a whole lot of that is just always, I, I don't know how. I don't. I've never known a time that God hasn't been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. I haven't been one of those. I haven't. I've done some things that God hasn't been proud of. I know that, um, but I have never. I can't remember a time that I didn't know about God. And I've, I've met a ton of people like, "Well, who's this Jesus you're talking about?" I'm like, something just I've always known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but according to a little Bible that I got when I was a kid, um, I accepted Jesus in December of '97. Okay. Which put me about nine years old. Mm-hmm. And you don't Oh, you had to rub that, that in, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that date? or? Um, the date, no, but I remember it was a Sunday evening, and the pastor just got finished preaching the message, and my brother and I went up to the altar and accepted Jesus there. It was... It's pretty cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. It is neat. Yeah. Pretty cool. If somebody was to ask you right now, like I'm going to ask you right now, <laughs> uh, what what assurance or how do you know that in 97 or maybe since 97 that that, that uh, conversion, that, that process that began that we call sanctification or growing, how do you know that took place? I mean, how, how would you say that to somebody? Hmm. How would I try to explain that? Yeah. Um, I just know that I know the type of person I could be, and that's not the person I want to be. And I know that I, the Spirit does a lot of correction, and He does a lot, of, a lot of guidance. And, you know, I believe that if I believe who Jesus is, as the Bible says, if I believe that He is the Son of God, and He, he died, and He was raised again, and I believe that wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. then then I'm saved. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what the Bible teaches. That's what the Bible tells me. And you couldn't convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like nobody in this room, no amount of people, no amount of pressure is going to convince me that Jesus Christ didn't walk on this earth 2,000 years ago, was born a virgin, died, and was raised again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What if we offered you Oreo cookies, which is oh. our sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, we record this podcast in our media room, which is currently being hijacked by our backpack packing crew. Hijacked by the backpack. Backpack packing. Backpack. Yeah, that was packing. hard. Yeah, we got. <laughs> uh, who was uh, who? Who was instrumental? You said your mom, but was there another figure in your life that kind of was that person? That you like, yeah. I, I want to you know, follow their example. They they've poured into me. They've invested mm-hmm. in me. I mean, was there that kind of a person in or your multiple life? Multiple people. Um, I would say that multiple the, people. Yes, yeah. probably. Um, first one that comes comes to mind is uh, my old youth pastor, uh, Charlie Bowen. 
any part of my life since I can remember, good, bad, ugly, he's always he's always been there. I can always talk to him about anything. And he was one of the one of the handful of people that I never wanted to upset. Like I never wanted to let him down. And honestly, I think you can probably say I've followed in his footsteps. I mean, he was he was a youth pastor and he's a credential minister. He's a he's a licensed counselor. <laughs> I'm doing similar similar things that he's doing. Um but he was always one that he really didn't sugarcoat anything and he would just let you know that hey if you're if you're doing something wrong he would let you know hey I love you but this is not okay we need to we need to rein it back in and he was always ready to to help answer all those difficult questions that that I had growing up yeah that's good so um ever since your conversion or even past that and into becoming a more mature christian how has your faith shaped the way that you felt um, that how your life has meaning? Like how has your faith shaped the traje- trajectory of your life? Because some people would just say, you know, that their faith was, was this compartment, you know, a piece of them, but I know that's not true of you. So how have you, how have you let faith drive the course of your life? Well, I think when, when I realized that God had created me for a purpose and for a plan that he had, he has placed a calling on my life. Um, I think it would be pretty terrible to only use that calling just whenever I mm-hmm. felt like it. Um, so I use one of the things that I try to tell people is the Bible says to pray about everything, everything. So I, sometimes I pray, I pray about everything, which path to drive to work that day. You know where where there's gonna be traffic or what decision I need to make and and all this stuff because God isn't just a God of this little he's he's a God of my whole life not mm-hmm. just when it's convenient for me mm-hmm. you know he's there when sometimes I don't want him to be he's mm-hmm. there when I don't realize he's there he's there all the time and because that I know that he's there I think that's what drives me to to just be able to sit down and just talk to people who may not know he's there. Or like it allows me to know, like if if I see someone having a bad day, I'm like, hey, what's going on? And a lot of that is, a lot of that's got like, hey, you need to check out this person because they're something's off today. Or he'll give me something really awesome to say because a lot of it's not from me. It's just, hey, tell this person this specific thing and they'll be okay. And I think just because I know I, that God is for me, I want to be for Him. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So you said something about knowing that um, God had placed a calling on your life. So when did you, when did you feel that? Obviously it was a calling into ministry um, because of what you're pursuing now. But when, when did you know that that was your calling and how did you know that that was from God? I mean, how did you know it was not just like some indigestion or something? Bad pizza. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I was I was about 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing music in a praise band, played bass guitar, and I, I just felt... I thought you played the accordion. I had to, I had to <laughs> play the accordion, <laughs> bass guitar, and, uh, and tenor saxophone. Whoa! <laughs> nice. Um, a little rusty, but I think I can, I can do it. But I was about 18 years old, and I just... Felt like there was something more that God God wanted of me, 
And because my plans were, I wanted to be a dentist. Really? I'm clearly not a dentist. Mm. Um, I wanted to be a dentist. Um, <laughs> mainly because the Rudolph. Oh, yeah. Hermie? Mm. Yeah, he, yeah. he was a dentist. Yeah. He didn't feel like he fit in. I right. didn't feel like I fit in. We're a couple of misfits. <laughs> yes. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. Yes. I, I, yeah, I, 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 oh, she doesn't know toys. Welcome Back, Mr. Cotter, but she knows that. <laughs> she knows that one. Uh, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I kind of kind of always felt like a like a colored pencil hanging out with a bunch of crayons. Like I could do the same job, but I could some someone right. And I, I confided that with a couple couple people, a couple pastors that I knew um, when I was eighteen. And some of them were like, "Man, you just need to just get away from it. You don't want it. Trust me, it's harder than it looks." And so for about a year or so, I tried to ignore it. Um, tried to do something else. Didn't didn't want to have anything to do with, with a whole lot of ministry type stuff. And it was one night. Um, we're doing an altar call, playing some music. And I go down to, to pray. And the pastor's wife, who I haven't talked to, didn't talk to her husband about it. She came up to me and she looked at me and she said, listen. She goes, I know God has called you to preach. And God has called you to pastor, and you need to quit running from it. And right then I was like, whoa, (laughs) all right. This isn't just me trying to, you know, get some spotlight or Mm -hmm. teach or be the center of attention. This is God saying, hey, this is the job. And ever since I realized that's what God has called me to do, I can't imagine doing anything else. What's the the five-year plan? Five-year plan. Or 10-year plan or 15-year plan. or mm-hmm. What's the plan? Five-minute plan. Five-minute five <laughs> plan. 500-year plan. Whoa. Five-year plan. Um, my, my plan always in life is to figure out what God's plan is for me. Um, because I have learned that when I try to do it my way, it doesn't really end very well. Um, but I would... I feel that the, the plan is to plant a church in the west end of Huntington. Um, a church for unchurched people, which I know that should be like most of everybody's <laughs> everybody's goal. Um, but a church for that somebody who is a recovering addict feels welcome. A homeless person will feel welcome walking in there just to learn about Jesus. I think, you know, we... We get stuck sometimes in our little Christian universe where we try to tell people, hey, you need to confess and you need to believe in Jesus and you need to repent from your sin. And some people are like, first of all, what am I supposed to be confessing? What is sin and who is Jesus? Mm. <laughs> I don't. Sometimes I feel like we don't do a very good job explaining all, all of those things. And I would like to just create an atmosphere that works with the community, gives back to the community, and just has a heart for people the people that nobody really wants to be around. Mm -hmm. So um, you talked about an emphasis of prayer in your life. Um, And that's obviously one of the spiritual disciplines, but a question that we've been asking all of our guests is how do you um, incorporate the spiritual disciplines into your daily life? I think that you though, I want to ask you, why do you think it's important to practice the spiritual disciplines and how have you seen it benefit your your life and your relationship with God because you know as a pastor and as someone who's um, seasoned in the faith um, I wanted to get your your perspective on you know why do we do that but also how has it impacted your life well I feel that mainly like with prayer prayers 
two-way communication. I think people forget that sometimes. It's not just a wish list. It's not just something that I can just tell God what I what I want. Sometimes we have to listen. And if say if I have a relationship with, with my wife, which I do, we're best friends. But if I go a few days without talking to her, a week without talking to her, go time without talking to her, there's something wrong. We're, we're missing something. We're missing that connection. And we're, we're going to grow apart if we don't talk. And I feel the same thing with, with God. We're going to grow apart from God if we just decide to ignore him and decide not to talk to him or hide from him. And with, you know, reading the Bible and, you know, coming to church and, and things like that, with if you don't eat, you're going to starve. Hmm. Hmm. I can't I can't learn everything that I need to learn on Sunday mornings. Hmm. I've got to eat all week. Yeah. And if I don't if I don't eat all week, I I notice a difference in myself if I don't if I don't pray when I get up, if I don't read the Bible for us. I can notice a difference in in my behavior and my mood and just my outlook on the day because I didn't spend time with the God who made that day. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I've heard it explained like <clears throat> God's um blessing and his uh I guess intimacy with him, I should say, intimacy with him is a blessing, but mainly that and other things is like rain. Um, it's like water and uh, we can either go outside and stand with our mouths open and wait for rain, um, meaning waiting for that to come and, you know, random things throughout the day or um, things that he providentially puts in our lives. Or we can go to the well, to the source of water that he promises that we will receive those blessings from, which is reading the word and praying and attending church and be intentional about going to the source to get what we need to be spiritually nourished. Um, so I, I think what you said is so right. How does that, how does that work out practically in your life? I know you talked about prayer, but what about Bible reading and Bible reading specifically? And you've talked about being in ministry and stuff too. Well, sometimes honestly, I feel bad because a lot of the Bible reading that, that I do throughout the week is, to prepare for her class or to prepare for a lesson and stuff. And it's not a lot of just devotional time. And sometimes I feel like I'm cheating God because I'm reading what I'm told to read that week. Um, but I, th- I think it's just beneficial just to, to get in there and, and there's, I can read, you can read a passage a hundred times and God will show you something different each time. And it's more than amazing that, mm-hmm. that that can happen from reading. Cause I've, I've read other books and every time I read them, it's the same thing, but just the living aspect of, of the Bible just, I mean, breathes life. It's mm. refreshing. It's, it's a place of comfort. It's a, it's a place of guidance. And the more you dive into that, the more you learn God's nature, the more you learn how God wants us to react, how God wants us to live, and how much God wants us to trust Him. Mm. And when, when, what I've been reading recently, um, in, in the Adult Sunday School class, we were, we've been studying the goodness of God and trying to figure out Trying to, trying to discover the goodness in the times that don't seem so good. Mm-hmm. And what I've, what I've learned so far in that, what, I, what I've been taught trying to, trying to teach that class is, one, God is, God is always good. And two, God really hates sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He really does. He, he really does. He really does. But even in that, there... <laughs> There's so much mercy. There's so much forgiveness when we mess up that if God even just, if God decided to, to do something completely different, it would be okay because he's good. Mm-hmm. But the fact that even in like in, in some of the punishments and stuff, he's like, oh, I'm just going to hold back a little bit. 
not yet. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be merciful in this situation, mm-hmm. which shows me how much God love is loving, how much forgiveness is in Him, which challenges me to be a more loving and forgiving parent, more loving, forgiving friend, to not try to, you know, eye for an eye thing, just extend forgiveness, extend mercy, and extend grace, yeah. because that's what my Father has taught me. Yeah. yeah. I think it's 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 interesting uh, what you're teaching in the Sunday school class, but just I have two questions. One, I mean, usually when we get in trouble is when we try to decide what's good, right? God is always good. It's just usually our perception of what God is doing. We determine, oh, that's not good. But maybe it really is. It's good that he's working something for our good. If it's not good, he's not done. All things work together for good. And so I think sometimes we are the ones that try to decide what's good, and our thoughts are not his thoughts, our ways right? are not his Who ways. Who are you, and, yeah, oh I mean, man, right. to think? Wait a minute. Did you just <laughs> did she just call me old man? <laughs> I said, oh, like. man. Oh, oh. With an E on the end? No, with just O. Oh, oh, just the O oh, man. Okay. Oh. Or um, O-H. <laughs> I mean, I oh. think in the Bible it's just O, oh, but Okay. What what do you say to the person oh, who apostrophe. says <laughs> What do you say to the person that says that uh, you know that Bible thing is just not relevant? Hmm. It just, you know, it, you're just reading ancient stories about stuff yeah. that's not really Why relevant. Why do you believe in the yeah. Bible, Eric? Oh, well, I would tell them that they've never read it. Hmm. To be honest, if you <laughs> Because I I have not come across a problem, a situation, or something that in my life that I needed help with that it wasn't in there. I mean, even if you don't believe with God, but you just follow what is written in that book, it's going to everybody—it's going to be a great place. I mean, I, one of the things, somebody asked me one time, they were writing a paper on, like, people of faith, and, like, I need, we had to write on Old Testament people, and we had to write on somebody we know, and they're like, oh, I want to write about you. I'm like, why? They're like, because you pray for everything, and you just believe it wholeheartedly, like, that's going to happen. And they asked me why, and I, and I said, because I've read the book, and if I believe that God could have done all of those things, then I know that God can still do things. Mm-hmm. So in, in my life, either the whole thing's true or none of it's true. Mm. And I'm banking everything on the whole thing's true. Right. Yeah. And it's more than relevant. Yeah. Well, it's, and, and I've been, I have a really bad habit of reading more than one book at a time. I have one in the truck, one in my office, one at home. You read uh, while you drive? Sir. While, while I'm waiting on my wife <laughs> to come out of Walmart. Okay. Okay? okay? Yeah, that, but that's good. At least that's what I'm going to confess to right now. Um, but but the, a couple of different authors that I've read have been really kind of making this point of, you know, our, our discipline, our discipleship is really um, – proportionate to how close we are to, to Jesus. In other words, mm-hmm. when we're close to him, it's every little thing that we miss the mark on, we feel it. We know it that right. you know, we need a change, we need to be more like and and if we find ourselves in a more distant mm-hmm. position, right? Eh, that yeah. you know, they just that doesn't feel the same. And so I, I think it's getting to that point and here's why I said that, getting to the point of I believe that Bible to be the inspired Word of God, infallible. It's I'm believing it from Genesis to Maps. I'm re, I'm believing all of it. <laughs> that, that's not the last to book. Maps. No, is it the Revelation? The, the glossary. <laughs> it is the glossary. Anyway, 
<laughs> and so, and one of the illustrations that, that one of the guys that I've been reading after kind of used as an, as an illustration was the, the disciples getting in the boat. Jesus says, you know, we're going over to the other side. Well, there's a whole bunch of things in there to, to unpack. One is, you know, Jesus said we're getting to the other side. Now, if we really believe that, it don't matter about the storm. We're going to get to, the storm can be good, but we look at it and say, this is not good. You, you think we're going to die, right? And he had a much bigger cause, right, which he was here to go to, to Calvary. So for them to think they were going to die with Jesus in the boat in the middle, it really kind of gave us a picture of where they were standing proportionate to Jesus, if, <laughs> if, if you know what I mean. And so I, I just wanted to hear you, because I, I know you're a Bible guy. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, and But yet there's always that challenge of people say, well, there's there's mistakes and there's errors and it's not relevant and this and that. And, uh, and, and I think you have to get to a point where you say, listen, I believe this. Uh, it doesn't matter what anybody else says, no matter how many people think that there's errors in here. I believe this Bible to be the word of God and, and my instructions for this life. And, and that's how I'm going to live my life. And we can see what happens when people don't do that. You know, we can see that that you know it just gets out of control. There was a, and you, you I know you remember it. I, the Shrek, the sheep, not the movie, the sheep. Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I knew as soon as I said Shrek. Um, but it was a, a sheep that was lost for six years, and by the time they found it, the the wool. Uh, was like 60 pounds. They had to shave off 60 pounds of mm. wool. And the point was, the reason that the sheep was carrying that much wool was because it was away from the shepherd. And, and again, I, I think that when we can just resolve that you know, Jesus is the only son of God, God created the earth, for you to believe that it happened by evolution takes more faith than it would to simply believe Jesus or God said, let there be and there was. Um, but it's all based on, you know, this thing called the Bible, because that's that's where our information comes from, mm. and uh, it's just encouraging uh, to have someone so young, Eric. I'll take that. Um, so young. Uh, that that has just resolved that this is this is it. Well, mm. there there's been some times in 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 my life where honestly the Bible is all I had to turn to. Right. Mm. Yeah. And when you can learn to, to rely on that. I mean, it's it's amazing, and I did a, I did a wedding yesterday for my father in law, and they wanted me to incorporate some treasure hunting in it and some arrowhead stuff because he's the one that got me hooked on metal detecting. Um, somebody said the other day, somebody's out in the yard of the church and they've got a metal detector. <laughs> it's, it's Eric. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but but in that like, so I I use proverbs. 1822 talks about if a man finds a wife, he's found a treasure and God has found favor with him. But then there's, I told him that he's taught me some, some joy in treasure hunting because you're digging up something that was once loved, that was once cared for and it's been forgotten. It's been lost and forgotten. But then I, t- I kind of turned it to, to an arrowhead because they love looking for arrowheads. And I said, but if you, if you look at that arrowhead, I said, it did not make itself. Somebody had to fashion that into a tool and I challenge them to allow each other to fashion themselves into a tool for marriage and I feel like I'm a tool for ministry Mm -hmm. I'm an arrowhead 
I was a rock, but God's like, hey, we're going to chip away some of that stuff you don't need. Right. <laughs> some of the stuff that gets in the way of what I've created you for. And I'm just, I'm just a tool. Mm. And the last time I checked, the tool doesn't get to decide how it's used. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, we, we don't have that much time left, but I want to ask you one last question, Eric. Um, at the end of your life, what do you want to be remembered for? What do I want to be remembered for? Yes. And it can't be your beard. <laughs> well, that's how I'm going to remember him. Yeah, um, I would. I would like to just be remembered for, for just being Christ-like. Hmm. I want people to be like, "Hey, that guy taught me who Jesus is, and pointed me to Jesus." Hmm. Yep. I mean, I'd, I don't. I don't need to be remembered for an awesome lesson or, you know, a sermon that was preached or being a good dad. I, I mean. That'd be great for my, for my kids, but I want to just be remembered as somebody who pointed somebody else to Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Like, let, me, uh, let me just tag on to that and, and go back to a previous question about your, and you, you and I have talked about the vision of planting a church in the West End. How, how do those two things relate? You, you want to be remembered as being Christ-like and pointing people to Jesus. How does that, what does that look like in this future church plant where you want to be able to share that picture with, with unchurched people that, that don't know who you're talking about. I think I just want to, if you, if you read, if you look, read about Jesus, one, the man was never in a hurry. <laughs> let's, let's be, he, he lived in, in those moments and I feel like that's how it has, that's how it needs to be. You know, if, if I, if the, Sanctuary has a few people in it, and most of those people are unbelievers, and the message needs to be very much salvation-oriented mm-hmm. so they can learn what, what we're talking about. But I also think it needs, it needs to be personal. If, if Sadly, I do better one-on-one ministry than, than in, in a big group or a big crowd because you can take the time to, to hit the personal moments. Um, and that's, I mean, that's, that's what Jesus did. I'm, I'm sure he hit you in a personal moment. He, he said, Allison, in a personal moment. He hit you in a personal moment. And I think there are a lot of people that live in in that area and and in every area that need that personal moment, need to know that one person cares about them and one person cares about them enough to to say, hey, the life you're living, there's a better way. Mm -hmm. And his name is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think as long as I stick with Jesus, as long as I walk with Jesus, stay close to the shepherd... I should be able to relate to some sheep. I appreciate you bringing that into what I said. Really Full good. circle. That was really good. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Don't get. <laughs> Tyler. Sorry. I'm sorry. He just, he just woke up. <laughs> an ogre is like an onion. <laughs> layers. Oh, boy. Layers. Oh, boy. Onions have layers. Maybe, ogres have layers. Maybe next season. Uh, Shrek un- theme? Un- unpacking Shrek. <laughs> yeah, for its in uh, a spiritual way. It's biblical illusions. <laughs> I like that, actually. <laughs> Honestly. We could do oh, a few boy. things. Here we go. <laughs> there was that talk, talking donkey. 
in yeah. the Bible. That's exactly. true. See there? Balaam. They, whoever wrote that movie Was must have read the Bible. about <laughs> Balaam's donkey. <laughs> it's obvious. Yes. Just picture Duh. Chris Rock's voice the next time you read the story. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Oh. Eddie Murphy. You're right. Sorry, oh, sorry. sorry. I, I had to. Yeah. Well, Thank you for your, the correction. We, we are recording this Eddie Murphy. the day after Chris Yeah, Rock's I was thinking famous. about Chris Rock. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I knew there was a way we could work it in. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> All right, Allison, take us Anyways, home. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much, Eric, for um, joining us. Um, it's a treat to have you on again. Our favorite second favorite guest, first second, first guest. second guest, yes. best um, ever. Yes. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed this interview. Uh, we have a few more coming up within this season, so just stay tuned, and we will see you next time. See you later. See ya. See ya.